0: You know, the is not the only one who um, can pay for a buy-down, though. I mean, the borrower can pay for a buy-down, the seller can pay for a buy-down if they're really motivated, and in, you know, more recently, we've had builders paying for buy-downs.
1: Welcome back to Core Conversations, a Logic podcast, where we tour the property market to investigate how economics, climate change, governmental policies, and technology affect everyday life. I am your host, May claire Bolton-Smith, and I'm just as curious as you are about everything that happens in our industry. Although it's not breaking news anymore, mortgage rates are high. And this has made mortgages more expensive, both for first-time homebuyers as well as people looking to move. Trust me, I know, I was one of them. The result is, everyone is looking to secure the lowest mortgage rate possible. The problem is current homeowners are unwilling to give up the low interest rates that they've locked in and are sometimes deferring listing and limiting inventory. This can create a competitive and sometimes unaffordable market for buyers who are willing to take the plunge. Despite these pockets of competition that remain, homes are still being bought and sold. However, as the market changes, and as mortgage rates remain a point of concern for buyers, it's become very important to lock in the optimal rate for the decades it takes to pay off a mortgage. So to talk about rate locks and the effect they're having on the housing market, we are welcoming back one of my favorite guests, CoreLogic Principal Economist, Molly Basil. So Molly, welcome back to Core Conversations
0: yeah thanks a lot for having me back i'm really excited about this one
1: i am too because the last time you and i talked my life fell apart (laughs) so we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, of what was going on um off air um at the same time and it this is all really relevant to to that so i just thought it would be really interesting to have this conversation because of what we went through. So why don't you quickly just tell our listeners a little bit about who you are? You are a regular guest, but just a quick reminder.
0: Sure. So I'm a principal economist in the office of the chief economist. I follow the housing and mortgage markets, um, how these trends affect basically core logic business. Uh, And I have a specific interest in home prices and also single family rents and what's been happening with those the last few years.
1: Okay, and there's been some exciting stuff happening. Exciting, interesting, volatile things happening with all of that in the last couple of years. (laughs) Historic, yes. Um, Okay, so today we're going to talk about rate locks. And I actually didn't really quite understand this concept before I just went through this. But um, I, yeah, can you talk a little bit about what is a rate lock and, you know, how common they are to use?
2: before we learn about rate locks and why they're trending i wanted to remind our listeners that we want to help you keep pace with the property market to make it easy we curate the latest insight and analysis for you on our social media where you can find us using the handle at corelogic on facebook and linkedin or at corelogic inc on twitter and instagram but now let's get back to may claire and molly
0: yeah, so when you look at rates on the web, or you talk to a lender about mortgage rates, um, those are really the the rates that are only available like at that moment. So right. those quoted yeah. terms are available then; they aren't available, you know, weeks or even months later when you find your home and you go to settle your home. So mm-hmm. uh, a rate lock is the uh, commitment the lender is willing to make to hold uh, a certain rate available for you. Um, so and that's usually for a specific amount of time so okay. that's so while you're searching for your home you're waiting for your loan application to be processed and then when you're waiting for closing
1: right and okay so story time friends <laughs> um so something that we went through um i'd mentioned before that we we sold our house in a matter of day a matter of minutes really like it was in under 24 hours our whole home sold we were in contract to purchase a house that was contingent both on us selling our home and the buyers purchasing a new home. And the contract had a fixed amount of days for both of those things to happen. Um, So when we went into contract, we locked in a mortgage rate um, and we locked it in for 30 days. And that should have been enough time for us to close on the property, given the way the contract was written. Spoiler alert, it wasn't. Um, so what ended up happening was the home we were buying, they had a lot of trouble finding a home um, for obvious reasons. Inventory, super low. And they extended the contract. Um, and with that, we did a rate lock extension. So we had the opportunity to continue to lock in the rate that we had. Um, because by this point, this was January, February. February. And that by that point, that's really when mortgage rates were just really going up. So we had you know, gone up from 59 to 7% at some point. And it was going to cost a lot more if we couldn't continue to lock in the rate. So there was the opportunity to extend the rate lock. Um, so can you talk a little bit about how that works?
0: Yeah. So uh, like you said, the rate lock is good for a certain amount of time. So if something happens, like in your mm-hmm. case, where the there were some contingencies that didn't come through, um, your like rate lock expired, um, so what happens then? You either have the opportunity to pay the higher rate, because <laughs> yeah. in your case, um, or you can uh, get an extension. Um, unfortunately, a lot of times, I think, I don't know about your case, but uh, an extension, um, most likely you'd
2: have to pay a fee for that. Getting a favorable interest rate is definitely desirable. However, it is only part of the process of finding and buying a home. A large part of the process is knowing where to buy and when to do it. CoreLogic economists track these metrics in the monthly home price index, which you can find at the link in our show notes.
1: And it's a very big fee. So that's the the other thing we learned was there was the opportunity to extend and you could extend it three times. But each time you extended, it was twice as much as it was the first time. So it it could get very pricey. Um, we did do some negotiating and have the the sellers or even the agents were offering to pay the extension to keep this deal going because they they thought you know we would walk away from it if we couldn't get the interest rate that we had locked in. Um, so yeah, rate lock extension was something that we did do as well the other the other part of it and the next thing I wanted to talk about is we so when we first got that rate, um, we bought it down, which was another concept I didn't understand that much about Mm -hmm. is buying down the rate. Um, So at the time, because the rates were not super high, I think we paid eight or nine hundred dollars, maybe a thousand dollars to buy down the rate, um, which would be part of our closing costs. Mm-hmm. And but when we we then looked at, OK, would it be worth extending the lock or reapplying for a new loan and buying it down? And at that point, it was something like twenty five or thirty thousand dollars to buy down the rate. Wow. So because rates had gone up so much, the this whole buying down the rate became very expensive. So that's why it became even more important to lock in the rate. That's and right. do The wow. rate lock extension.
0: Yeah, yeah. So buy downs, uh, they're definitely a way to to, to lower the mortgage rate. Um, mm-hmm. you, you know, and like you said, you you opted to pay some points upfront that you would pay a closing to, to get a lower rate. Um, you know, the borrower is not the o- the only one who um, can pay for a buy down though. Mm-hmm. I, and the borrower can pay for a buy down the Seller can pay for a buy down if they're really motivated. And in the you know, more recently, we've had builders paying for buy downs. Uh, buy downs have always been there, but they kind of ebb and flow with popularity.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so story continues. Mm-hmm. Um, that deal, which we were in contract for 90 days, three a little over three months, um, it actually fell apart on close day. We, we thought we were getting the house, we thought everything was coming together and, and the sellers backed out on us on close day. So uh, we were then left with no home, um, living in an Airbnb and desperately needing a house um, to which we did find one um, later, even that same day, uh, thankfully. and. But my big concern was mortgage rates were so much higher at this point, and it was going to be $30,000 to buy down the interest rate that we had on the first home. So this was now making our purchase exponentially more expensive. But to what you just said, it doesn't need to be the homeowners that pay this. And that was something we had a very motivated seller on, on the home that we ended up buying. And they offered to pay the buy down for us. Um, And I've had another friend, I had a friend that was selling her home at the same time and the sellers asked them to buy down the interest rate as well too. So I think maybe because interest rates were so much higher right now, did this concept become a lot more popular that people were um, using this as a negotiation
2: tactic, I guess. Speaking of getting the best deal possible when buying a home, it's that time again. Grab a cup of coffee or your favorite beverage. We're going to do the numbers in the housing market. Here's what you need to know. The first quarter of 2023 is the first time that U.S. homeowners with a mortgage have lost equity since 2012. Washington, California, and Utah saw the largest losses, reflecting decelerating home prices reported in CoreLogic's Home Price Index. Homeowners with mortgages represent about 63% of all properties, according to the 2016 American Community Survey. That makes up about two-thirds of Americans who saw their equity decrease by a total of $108.4 billion since the first quarter of 2022. That's a loss of 0.7% year-over-year. But most people are still sitting in properties with positive equity. Only 1.2 million homes, or 2.1% of all mortgaged properties, had negative equity in the first quarter of 2023. For comparison, CoreLogic data showed that negative equity peaked at 26% of mortgaged residential properties in the fourth quarter of 2009. Still, on a year-over-year basis, the number of homes with negative equity rose 4% during that same period. To find out more about the state of the property market, go to corelogic.com forward slash intelligence. And that's the SIP. See you next time.
0: Yeah, so it, it could be also where you were looking if um, mm. if a buy, if a seller realizes that this deal might fall through and then um, they need to look for a new buyer. And But in the meantime, maybe prices will fall in a little bit or something. It's yeah. like that. They, they could be pretty motivated. Uh, that so and when you have the seller offering to pay for the buy down it it becomes a much easier decision for you as the buyer and especially if they're not raising the price because sometimes a a seller will just compensate for with a higher price
1: yeah well and that that actually is interesting because that is kind of what they did so we you know our agent went to their agent and said you know what are they looking for for an offer and it was because you know the home had been on the market for a little bit and it had dropped in price just because um, of the way the market was at this particular price point. And they actually said they wanted X dollars or if we were willing to go a little higher, they would buy down the interest rate. So then we did the, the math on, you know, what would the monthly payment be? for a higher price point, but mm-hmm. a lower interest rate. And it worked out exactly the same. Like the the difference was more at closing, which we weren't really paying. They were paying because they right. were buying down. We had a little bit more in terms of down payment, but not that much. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a very interesting negotiation tactic that I didn't even know existed.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that that is that is great.
1: Yeah, so it really, really did work. I, gu- I guess is it is this something we're starting to see more more commonly? And um, You even mentioned builders, like how how does that work for a builder to buy down the interest rate too?
0: Oh, yeah. So I mean, uh, I think um, a lot of lenders uh, offer buy downs, you know, they're not, they're not really taken up by that many borrowers. Uh, okay, you know, kind of kind of a small share of borrowers, it is increasing in popularity. Um, there's a lot of reasons why it, it wouldn't be taken up by a lot of borrowers. Um, like you said, you got to do that math, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, is mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, you have to figure out um, if you might want to refinance, you got to figure out, you might want to watch interest rates. Where are they going? Right, Rates are going to go down in the next year. Um, if they are, you might want to just refinance the loan next year. Um, mm-hmm. There's also mm-hmm. always the possibility of an adjustable rate mortgage. Um, oh, so interesting. if you also yeah. think rates are going to fall When you have your adjustment period, next one, two, three, even five years or longer on those ARM uh, adjustable rate mortgages, then you know you could just refinance. And so, so while a lot of lenders are offering them, um, it's just a small share, but an increasing share of borrowers are taking them up.
1: Yeah, that that's really interesting. And I so specifically when you talked about how you know builders may offer this. Mm-hmm. Is, is this kind of tied to our inventory again? And maybe even are we seeing that more with new construction or is that related at all?
0: Yeah. So builders, uh, they 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 had a hard time completing new projects during COVID, you know, the worst mm-hmm. parts of COVID. And they had a lot of inventory, um, just came on the market, right? After they did they, they supply chain issues um, alleviated a bit. So, um, builders are offering buy downs, uh, for, for buyers and, okay. um, about three quarters of builders are offering them. Um, okay. and it is a way to get the, the buyer into that new construction. Uh, um, okay. and they're doing it a couple of different ways. You, you know, when we, you were talking about a buy down, I don't know if yours was for, the entire length of the mortgage or if it was just for like a year or two it was it could be yeah. one where you buy it down for you know one year two years oh interesting uh, only with an like adjustable that. rate
1: would it have to be an adjustable no, that rate, would be mortgage? with a
0: fixed rate a fixed oh, rate interesting. You buy down the rate it's called like a um there's a there's a two one buy down three two one buy down oh interesting so, um but but um so some builders are offering the you know just a short period of time buy down or yeah. some are offering for the full length of the loan there's all flavors of,
1: of, of i didn't realize buy downs out there. I, I bet they all are very different amounts of money too <laughs> to do uh,
0: yes i think so yeah i think it's just like i said a lot of different flavors and yeah and you know that's, oh, that's where interesting you said you were doing that calculation right mm-hmm. um, and that's that's really what a borrower has to do yeah um, if you're going to pay up that First of all, you gotta come up with the money. So if you don't mm-hmm. have the down payment, um, that would be an issue. But if a borrower wants to buy down the rate and they have the down payment, then they gotta come up with, um, they need to calculate the break even point. So that's yeah. the the break even points, the amount of time it takes to recoup that cost of those yeah. points you pay at closing. Yeah. Uh, if you are the buyer and you don't think you're gonna stay in the home for that amount of time, or you think there's a chance you're gonna refinance, before mm. that amount of time, uh, that buy down is not worth it. There are yeah. things a borrower can do to lower their overall cost of borrowing. Yeah. And one I think a lot of people don't think about, I know we're talking about rates, but I think a lot of people don't think about this is just making an extra payment.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah.
0: not even every yeah. month, but maybe every year. Yeah. Make paying one a little bit more payment. on principal. And just a little more make. the principal because that's what yeah. people don't realize right yeah and i didn't realize this until i had a mortgage is that yeah any extra payment
2: goes straight to the principal
0: so yeah. that that really uh, lowers your overall cost of, of
2: of borrowing obviously if you've already bought a home you know what a whirlwind it can be but to learn more about the difference between rate locks and the lock-in effect as well as hear more about the economic standing of the property market Tune in for part two of this conversation with May Claire and Molly. As always, we'll pick back up next week. See you there. All right. And thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed our latest episode. Please remember to leave
1: us a review and let us know your thoughts and subscribe wherever you get your podcast to be notified when new episodes are released. And thanks to the team for helping bring this podcast to life producer Jesse Devinins, editor and sound engineer Romia Roman, our fax guru, Erica Stanley, and social media duo, Sarah Buck and Makayla Brooks. Tune in next time for another Core Conversation.